Welcome to We Heard About Pluto, a psych rewatch podcast. I am your host, Riggs, along with my additional hosts, JP and George. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. Yes, I like additional hosts. <laughs> I think it works. I think additional hosts is the one. That's, that's the vernacular. I, We're going with it. I thought it was going to be clunky, but I do. Yeah, it, it works. No, it just like rolled, right? I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> but this is, so this is episode four. Um, we're doing, and in case this is your first episode, which would be really weird, we're doing weird a sequential, yeah, weird choice, but. If, okay, just real quick, if you have not been listening, you need to go back to the first episode. We've been putting clues in every episode for <laughs> every a mystery. Mr. Police, every- you could have saved her. <laughs> <laughs> so go back, find the coded messages, and, uh, you know, get on board. Just listening to the episodes backwards, that'll help a lot. Spells out a lot of clues. But this is the fourth episode of the season, season one of Psych. Women seeking dead husband. Smokers okay. No pets. So it's kind of like a little play on a uh, like a newspaper ad, I guess. Like yeah, like a personal ad. Yes. Lonely yes. hearts, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. How how long before that reference doesn't mean anything to anyone? It's kind of already there, right? Yeah, right. I'm I'm close to that. Like so. Trying to use the words to describe what it what it's a reference to. We're, we're, we're well a, beyond that. A classifieds. <laughs> It's a. It's basically a Craigslist misconnection. No, people, <laughs> yeah, exactly. people don't remember those. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Craigslist. Eventually, that will also become dated. Time That's is true. immortal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything turns to dust. <laughs> Craigslist won't outlive us all. Hopefully not. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into the, the the episode, and then we can just uh, talk about what we loved, what we didn't love about it, or what we were co- totally neutral on. Wow. Um, wow, I know a lot of <laughs> options. But we open with no. Those uh, are the those are the three feelings. There are only three feelings: loved, <laughs> didn't mm-hmm. love, uh-huh. and and neutral. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the whole human emotional spectrum right there. Try to name another one. I can't, can't do it. Do it. You can't. can't. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> also it's it's interesting because you know it, it kind of breaks down even further where those are the three feelings, but within love, you can only love four things because there's four chambers in your heart and one chamber for each thing you can love that's what it says that's what it says in the book of science that's a medical fact you can't dispute it it's indisputable (laughs) unless someone has i would it'd be so cool to have some additional chambers to the heart (laughs) just a little little extra place to love something oh i would love that (laughs) (laughs) one of the chambers would be loving that the fact that additional chambers it would collapse in on itself (laughs) Oh, my God. This episode opens like every other episode where we are with young Sean and young-ish Henry. And they are, Henry is training Sean how to do a stakeout. And we learn that it's more of a bladder training to, Henry says you can't drink, you can chew gum. Or you, yeah, you you can eat, you can chew gum, but you can't drink because then you have to pee. And then Sean, of course, has to pee. (laughs) It's going to get some bladder training out of him, but it leads to Henry just uh, staking out someone that is stealing his paper. So Yeah, I, I will say, but and I know we're going to keep going on the synopsis, but I was of just course. like, man, Henry is a terrible father and cop. You can't bring your son on a stakeout. Right? <laughs> For- I did think it was a pretty fun cold open, though. I That, <laughs> that guy, he's like, oh, I don't know who's stealing <laughs> papers, Henry. It's just a, a matter of another point of, towards Henry being insane. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. No question about that. 
And I know I said last episode that we can't um, break in with any discussion before the synopsis <laughs> is done, but I I'm just totally... so sorry. I broke the rule. I'm, I'm so sorry. No, I was I was going to say I was joking, and I know I was like, you know, I, I had to cut out a lot of me yelling at you guys when you were doing it, <laughs> but I, I was just all in fun. Please, like, let's. I want this Freaks, to be. We're uh, just we're trying to learn your rules, man. We just we're just <laughs> trying to understand. We don't. It, Another week, another set of three new recording equipments. This is, fucking, <laughs> this is uh, I can't afford yes. it anymore, Reeks. Please, this is you received. Uh, you should have received your dossiers. They're, they're, oh God, <laughs> George is going to need to cut off his hand. <laughs> he was supposed to do that already. That was supposed to happen before that. Oh, I, I only have one left. Oh, no. oh shit! Oh, oh God, you got to bandage oh, that shit off, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, just really rub a little dirt on it and put a band-aid yeah. on it. That's right. Good. That's right. Um, I do think it's good for us to talk about the cold opens, though. Of course. Yeah, they're uh, a mainstay of, I mean, they, you know, they're, they're at pretty much, every, I don't I don't remember an episode where they don't do them, but it is, you know, it just sets up the show. It's kind of, it, obviously, the stakeout is what the lesson that Sean is learning on how to do, and it, it pays dividends and is in the present day, which we happen to see a lot. Sure. Um but we move to the present. Reflex. Yeah, it's crazy, right? You remember <laughs> the stuff that you're taught as a child. Like, yeah, it's relevant to what's happening in your life right now. Wow, isn't that convenient? <laughs> so unique. But we uh, present day, Laster and Juliet bring Raylene Wilcroft into the police station to warn her that her deceased husband's co-conspirators, who are bank robbers, are being released from prison and she might be in danger. Uh, Sean, uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Sean um, smoozes uh, Raylene, Sean and Gus. And I, I, I'm, I'm curious to talk to you guys about this, too, because, you know, um, Sean has been the schmoozer of the ladies. Up yeah, until, no, Gu- uh, Gus is a thirsty MFer in this episode. Dude, I love how he, I love how he flirts with people. It is <laughs> the nerdiest I have ever seen in my entire life. And it's just so he great. He sits so uncomfortably <laughs> close to her on a desk. It's so funny. <laughs> I felt intimidated on her behalf. Yeah, uh, yeah. His flirting is very funny. Look, hey, I mean, it gave us the the name of our dang show. You know that's right. Oh, you're right. Oh my god, I didn't even think to draw that parallel. Nice. That is that's that's very true. And yeah, it's just it, it it's uh very um how he he's with it, all of his hobbies is very unapologetic about it. Like he thinks he's just the smoothest and the most correct yeah. all the time. It's great. He thinks anyways, he's so he cool, and that's the oh, coolest yeah. thing you can do. <laughs> yep, Com- confidence is cool as hell. It's great. Um, so yes, she hires. So Sean and Gus smooch her, and she hires them as psychics to find the money that her husband and the men stole and lost. And then Sean brings uh, her to the psych office with some of her um, siblings and friends, Una, and just other people. Uh, you know, more theatrics conducting a seance in the psych office to try to get answers. Um, then Sean and Gus visit the cemetery where the husband David Woolcroft is supposedly buried. But they and he is he. <laughs> oh no, you didn't watch the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was Damn the end. <laughs> um, yeah, so they yeah, they do a uh, spoiler. They do find him alive and well, um, where he tells them he faked his death after he accidentally lost the money, and then him and his partners have been searching for it to no avail. 
Sean and Gus return and inform Raylene that David is still alive and living at the cemetery. And uh, Sean tells Lassiter his plan to put the criminals back in prison. Lassiter declines. But uh, nevertheless, Sean and Gus visit the criminals' hotel room in order to find evidence evidence to put them back in prison. They're caught by the um, uh, the criminals with uh, you know since they're sneaking around their hotel room. They uh, the criminals come up to them with a gun, and they take them inside where they inform them that Raylene Wilcroft was the actual mastermind behind the entire plan. The woman that Sean and Gus have been helping. Knew it the whole time. The whole time. Another, <laughs> yet another um, one of Gus's evil love interests, which mm. will. Sure I forget it every time that I watch this damn series. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's early enough that by the time I get to the end and then stack on a few more extra years, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, Raylene. <laughs> you just want him to find love. That's right. It's going to work out for him. Yeah, I was really one of these days. Kids. One of these days, Sean, uh, Gus. Not we'll Sean. Get out of here, Sean. You have your own stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sean is able to save their lives with some psychic parlor tricks where he guesses how many fingers are behind the, the robber's back. Funny scene. And we will circle scene. back great. on that. It's a great yeah. scene. Great it's so scene. good. It's so good. I don't want to blow past it, but we're close to the, uh, I just want to, what actually right. ends up happening here. Let's do it. Let's do, we got it. I'm, I'm on the home stretch. <laughs> um, then, uh, yeah, so they learn that Raylene's the mastermind. They go and confront her. She has a gun, and she's trying to get them to, you know, tell them where the money is. Sean stalls long enough for Juliet and Lassiet. J- Juliet and Lassiter. Wow. <laughs> Juliet and Lassiter um, will use take two. They show up just in the <laughs> nick of time to sell, uh, to save them from impending doom. And then Sean psychically reveals the money. Hell yeah. That's it. That's it. All right. I, I, I want to start with... A, a- Overall impression, great episode. Absolutely a great episode. Totally. Um, I, I, I loved the character interactions. I loved the bumbling bank robbers who turned out to be just kind of like dumb, nice guys and <laughs> having beers with, with Sean and Gus. Like, mm-hmm. um, it just, it, it was a very funny episode and it turned, you know, it, it, it's working in like a crime story trope of, of like the missing, like the bank robbers and, and who where's the money buried? And um, it, it just turned it on its head a little bit, but in a very, very pleasant and fun way. There's a lot of turns. There's a lot of like uh, reveals, so to speak, which uh, which I enjoyed. And there it went a couple different ways. But I agree. I really uh, I, I did enjoy this episode. It did and follows a certain formula, but it really works. And they kind of try some new stuff. The bumbling bank robbers are very funny. That parlor trick scene where it's just like it's so good. It's the way he's able to get out of this. How is he going to get out of this one? And then he, he does in very um, unbelievable ways. George, yeah. what do you think? Uh, I think I still like it. I think I might wind up being the coolest on this episode, though. Um, there are I've elements. Said you were the coolest on. <laughs> well. <laughs> Um, see the leather jacket he's wearing. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking fresh to death right now. But. Just before the episode started, he bumped a jukebox with his elbow. He started playing. Hey! Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's good. Um, there's one thing in it that I that doesn't quite sit right with me too much. Um, we could talk about it sort of as it comes up, because it's like kind of midway through the episode. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a pretty good one. I found the pineapple. <laughs> I found the pineapple too. I was very proud of myself. I I was not 
looking for it, but you guys found it, so let's get into, did you find the pineapple? I did not. You both did. Who wants to tell me where the pineapple was? The smoothies. The, the smoothies. smoothies. Yep. I need to... Pineapple we, smoothies at, at, at the chief's desk. Let's start with that, though. Let's start with the chief's desk. That scene is hilarious. Great. It's she great. has a pregnancy chair, and Sean's loving it, and he's like, we're going to get this for the office. Gus, you got to <laughs> sit in this. <clears throat> I love how they just paint, uh, like, Chief Vic, really, like, in these early episodes. Like, first of all, just, like, her first scene in the entire series is her entering, like, you know, like, eight, nine months pregnant. Like, you know, like, ready to have the baby. I just think that's a really cool way to to enter a series and introduce a character. Like, and they, you know, show her with all, like, these, you know, like, pregnancy, like, the pregnancy chair and everything like that. And they're, but she's so, like she doesn't she garners so much respect yeah. just instantly and i just i i love that i just i you don't really see that too much where they introduce a character to. that way and they're just they rule they rule I, I, absolutely. oh go ahead no 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 i just i just totally agree i think it's really interesting too there's like a little bit of a cynical side of me where i'm like the fact that they wrote her in as pregnant and the interim chief, I was like, how ready were they to write her off? Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a short, short leash. <laughs> um, yeah. But I'm, I'm glad that they did. sad when she's written off the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's right. She didn't in this episode is what I meant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't pull her mid-episode. Just... <laughs> we, we need to talk. We need to address this. And I had um, a thought when I was watching this episode. The smoothies... That they get delivered, those have they look to me. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but that they have whipped cream on top of them. Oh yeah. Oh, that kind of smoothie. I don't more like a like a milkshake. It's a shake. Yeah, that that is a shake with whipped cream. It's like it's like a a fruit a fruit shake. Yeah, and uh, here's what I'll say: Uh, awfully dairy looking for lactose intolerant (laughs) Gus to be drinking. (laughs) That is a valid point. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it is very. Um, you can't see, can't see through it at all. There's definitely some. Got to be some dairy in there with whipped cream yeah. on it too. Like, yep. yeah, cream shake. So, so they do reveal in this episode that Gus is having some lactose intolerance, tummy troubles, st- stinking up the bathroom <laughs> at the psych office. Oh yeah, some like new like medication or whatever he's that's on. That's right. Yeah, he's trying to fix his lactose intolerance. So, so on Gus, I wanted to say. One of the things I didn't like in this episode is Gus is so ready to throw the entire endeavor under the bus. It, right. it, it, it like during the seance when he's just like, no, no, there is no psychic <laughs> anything going on. Like, like, yeah. dude, ease up. This is this is where your bread is buttered right here. <laughs> yeah, he's still not buying in like this. And you're right. I do kind of get like, come on, just, you know, but let him do his thing. He's clearly convincing these idiots. Yeah. It's very funny though when he when he comes in when um, Sean is talking to Lassie and he throws him the keys and the badge and Gus is like, "Has anyone seen my keys?" That was really good. That was really good. <laughs> uh, so those were Gus's keys. Yeah, they had to be. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's then Lassie's keys is still a mystery. Right. Well, yeah, I think that they might still be in Lassie's pockets. I think Lassie looks very confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I, that scene that he Gus was not buying in, like trying to. He almost sold it right down the river until that's, they had yeah. a. What was it? A did someone shoot through the window? What was that? Oh, I, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know that it was fully explained what it was. I don't think it was. I, I think it was a spirit because they were doing a seance. <laughs> That's right. Look, as I have actually gotten a brick through my window before, and uh, that was that was not a brick break. Is all I'll say. Is. Which which podcast guest was it, and what movie did they say was their favorite? <laughs> Look, uh, I'm legally advised not to talk about it. <laughs> oh man, that sounds really juicy. So, what can you answer? Like, is it is the glass breaking different, or is it just the there wasn't a presence of a brick in this episode? Right. Like, well, no. Uh, it, I mean, it mostly just when the brick came through, it was like a huge hole in it, like. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the tiny little thing that, uh, you know, it like it came through and then fell apart um, in a very different way. It felt like than uh, the brick kind of just taking the whole thing. <laughs> at once. You're watching this episode and you're like, that's that's no brick. That's got to be yeah, something fake. else. This show is fake. I don't believe it. <laughs> this whole show. Put it in the trash. Throw that <laughs> through a window. <laughs> but he finally, uh, Gus, it seems like he's on board after that. Though, and I mean, it's good to see because I like when Gus buys into this process. That's yep. always fun to me. But well, because we... he's trying to he's trying to flirt with the lady. That's why. I yeah, mean, that's when, true. He, when he gets his a man with many hats doesn't like his haircut line in there. Oh, great. That's classic Gus. <laughs> now, did you guys did you guys notice when they were in the car together talking about older women that they've had crushes on? Yeah. Did you notice what song was playing? Yeah, oh, it was, no. uh, was Stacy's mom. mom. Oh. <laughs> the audio mix was so weird. Too. Like it was very <laughs> clear that they were doing that on purpose. I was like, "Why is the radio so loud?" And then I realized what song it was. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> that's pretty great. I did not catch that. That's uh, that's good. Yeah, and then Gus was into who was he into the, his babysitter. That's right. That's what yeah, he was in love with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sean <laughs> says she was sixty years old. <laughs> Gus is like she was thirty four. <laughs> now another another part of this episode that really I loved, and I I I also and, and George, I want to hear what you had to say because it sounds like you may have had an issue with this this episode, and I certainly did too. We might even be talking about the same thing, but before that, I want to say one of the scenes I loved in this episode is when uh, Sean is giving all of the credit for solving the crime to Lassiter, That's and Lassie is just trying to not have any of it. <laughs> Yeah, that dude, he just will not get it. It's but like it's just like it's exactly that encapsulation of what their relationship is at this right. point in the show and continues to be for a very long time. And Sean just he just wanted to solve the crime. He didn't he doesn't <laughs> care if he gets credit or not. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He just wants to keep coming back and getting the chance to do this. And I, I think that Lassie has a has a fun role in this. One. I like to. Uh, Juliet disapproving of office romance in the car. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> that was very she funny. Brought it up unprovoked. Too. Yeah. Like she just like went out and said she's trying to get a, the truth on Lasseter's old partner, which is I think the last time we hear about the old partner. I think so. Yeah, I don't think it comes up ever. It's really not an important plot point other than yeah. finalizing that not only that that character is gone, but also that Juliet is not ever going to be interested in Lassie. And that's, yeah. that's it, you know, it, we haven't seen her and Sean have much of a flirtatious interaction other than their first scene together. So they're kind of laying out the ground rules. Yeah. They do make it seem that he's very into her. And um, this episode, he says it like, you, you know, hints at that a couple times. Right, this episode, the, but they don't really go full force on it. But and the problem is, is that because of them establishing Sean as a horn as a horn dog <laughs> hither to mm-hmm. this point, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't mean anything. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. 
No, it's it, it, it's the long the long the the slow burn on that. It, it really does pay off in a way that's like rewarding as the audience. But right now, yeah, no, it, it's I would not. I, if I was Juliet, I would be like, "You are a creepy liar. Please stay away from me." <laughs> um. Yeah. I also there at one point, um, one of them says, uh, "Don't ever come in my apartment again." And I just I had like this vivid flashback to college. <laughs> One of my buddies, um, we used to, we all lived together, and um, he, they they were like, all right, we have to, um, like, we're all gonna go out. This guy, our third roommate, was like, I have to do a little bit of homework first. I, I can't go out enough until I get this done, but I'm gonna go get that done. I'll come out. I'll get you guys when I'm ready to go out. He disappears into his room. All of a sudden, you just hear the office theme song start to play. <laughs> you just hear do 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 do. And so my buddy Jerry opens the door, sees him clearly watching The Office and not doing his homework like he said he was, and he just goes up and he slams the door and goes, don't ever come in my room again. (laughs) (laughs) And it really, boy, this episode brought me back. That's not the thing I didn't like, by the way. That's awesome. That's awesome. I just thought that was a fun point. Yeah, George, so what, what was it you didn't like? So the thing I didn't really like is, I'll be honest, I forgot that the desk sergeant comes back. Um, I did too. I did too. And I think we're going to be disliking the same thing here. Yeah, I feel a little bad that he manipulates her more than once. You know, it's, it's like when when time, these yeah. yeah when these people just kind of vanish, it's very easy to put them out of your mind. And the fact that she comes back and he's like, this is like a simpleton that I can just utilize over and over again. Yep, it, uh, uh, it didn't feel great. <laughs> yeah, so we are we are on the same path, and I, I have to give full credit to uh, my partner Claire, who really pointed this out. Um, there are two people in this episode that he fools by pretending to be psychic and magical, and they're they they're portrayed as dumb to believe him, and both of them are people of color. Mm. That's it's not good. Just yeah, not a good look. I I. I I, I don't want to say that there was any intention in that whatsoever, but it, it really, it just kind of has bad implications. And, oh, look, the two black characters in, in this episode were both dumb and bamboozled by this guy's psychic magic. And right. yeah. it just, it just, it, it really didn't sit well with me. Even though it, the second time, it's really funny with the, how many fingers am I holding up? Like, we talked about how that scene is very funny. It's just, yeah. in the broader context, it was just kind of a, that was that was a whiff. That was that was really that was that was not good on their part. Yeah, and I mean, there's they like kind of soft sell it where they're like he got her to stop smoking, <laughs> and but it just it does make me wonder kind of if that's why that character disappears is if they just didn't want to have somebody there that we already knew would fall for Sean Stick sh- so- Sean's Stick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Over and over and over again, um, having that be such an integral part of the team, you know, we already kind of have buzz. Uh, I, I think it's it's a move for the best. Although, you know, it sucks that it means eliminating a role for yep. a, a woman of yep. color. Um, I, I think that that character doesn't quite fit in. I yeah, I, I agree, and I I think it's already. I don't know if we ever see her again, but even this episode, and we're only four episodes in, I was like, oh, okay, there, he's going to do the same thing that he has. I mean, it's already kind of played out a little bit in your JP. Everything you said is right on the money. And I just think it's, 
this is the and this is the most unbelievable way he tricks her to like it's <laughs> yeah. in the record room oh, man. Like, yeah i mean oh and then she closes her eyes and he's like flipping through a box but she doesn't hear him doing that well yeah, yeah. she's like oh it's paper and he's like no it's not and she's like no it's definitely paper and you're just like uh, he manages just to write all on his hand i also paused and looked at all the writing on his hand there wasn't really anything fun except for a little smiley face unfortunately okay oh, that is cute though that is cute uh, <laughs> it, and I'm, i don't mean the smiley face i mean the fact that you paused it to read his hand <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I think you guys are both talking some really good points here, though. And I think that this show stops being about him using his ability to fool dumb people. And it becomes yeah. actually it's it's a it, 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 everyone is really smart and skeptical, but he's he is smarter than everyone. But he doesn't mm-hmm. lord it over people and he doesn't use it to manipulate people. He yeah. generally stops doing that after this first season. And George, the point I think the point you made is right on the money with like I think they thought about that, like what you just about that character, the Death Sergeant, and how it would it would be too easy to have that character. Like every time you see that character, like oh he's gonna trick her again and get into the evidence file or whatever, you know, yeah. like it's gonna yep. be. So yeah, I'm glad they did away with that, even though it does it sucks that they had to eliminate the role. But if like oh yeah, cool, they could have just maybe did it once. And then just used her in other ways, but you know. Hey, you know, season one is for working out their, you know, they're, they're, they're working out their bugs. Then <laughs> That's they're, right. they're realizing mistakes they made. Once we get Inspector Space Sean or whatever the heck we said. <laughs> back in time. She's coming back. The <laughs> Death Sergeant is coming back. She's the first person we're reaching out to for Inspector Space Sean. She's going to be the first companion. <laughs> Well, I think this I'm sorry, is companion, associate, yeah. so- associate, additional, <laughs> additional space host, additional, additional space additional host, space traveler. Oh, it just works every time. I don't know what it is about that word. More, more people need to be saying <laughs> I think this is the first episode where um, Sean and Gus are held at gunpoint, too. Mm. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember it happening, but they're like caught and held, at, which happens a lot moving forward, but. Twice in this app. Yeah, yeah. And I just think, like, you know, eventually they do this at, like, you know, like so many times, the same kind of <laughs> shtick. But I just was thinking while watching this episode that there's some sort of dark timeline where this show also exists, but is only two episodes. Because like, Sean <laughs> oh, no. tries his antics and doesn't work, and him and Gus just get murdered. So, there's, yeah. like a dark, there's, like, a darkest timeline version of the show where it's just really gritty noir. <laughs> yeah. The GTA, like, <laughs> fade to gray, you are dead. You're dead. Oh You're wasted. <laughs> wasted shows up. Gus, Gus dies, it gets shot, and, and Sean just turns so dark. and yeah. loses all of He never humor. recovers. He never fully recovers from the trauma. <laughs> no. That's why that. he goes to space. Yep. No one steal these ideas. Again, these are, these are copyrighted, patented, trademarked. He's That's running right. running so far from his troubles that he goes to Pluto. Oh. Not even a planet anymore. Not even uh, a planet. Did you hear about that? Did you hear about that? <laughs> I did. It's messed up. This is just turning into the writer's room for Inspector Space Shaw. I mean, if that's what this turns into, I think that's a you know it's a win for everybody. And welcome back to Inspector Space Sean, where we talk about Inspector Space Sean, the Sean show about space travel time with his associates. No additionals. Additionals with his additionals. Oh, that's so good. So I I do want to ask you guys. um, Yes. 
Do you think that Sean and Gus found the money? Yeah. I like to believe they did. Yeah. I think they did. But mm-hmm. I also think they, if they did, they, I, I think they turned it over to the police. This belongs in a museum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They would definitely Some turn sort of it money into, museum. Yeah. They would one hundred percent turn it into the police. The money museum. <laughs> <laughs> the money museum. This is our most ancient money. <laughs> they call this one a loony. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing I want to. Um, I do think they. I hope they found the money, and yeah, they probably would. Like uh, total nerds, turn it into the cops, but. Um, yeah, I mean, no, Gus was like, you have to have a permit to have a garage sale. <laughs> oh, that's true. I, I mean, he was... technically, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically. <laughs> uh, the one the thing I wanted to address. Correct. Uh, the, the word stanchion gets mm-hmm. a lot of play in this episode. Towards Hell the is end. a stanchion-heavy episode. It's great. And they do this a lot throughout the series. And they did it the uh, here where... They'll say something like someone will say, get away from the stanchion. And I'm thinking right after that, oh, that's called a stanchion. That's cool. Yeah. And, and then, then Sean like... says it. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, was a, it was a great moment. But yeah, I, I, that's another one, I, another word. Stanchion and um, what was the one from last episode? Oh, howdy. Those are the words yeah. I got to work in. Um, yeah, I start working they... howdy stanchion into your vocabulary. <laughs> howdy stanchion. That's your opening. That yeah, it opening sounds like a fun greeting. Howdy, stanchions! Yeah, just a total deep cut of one episode <laughs> of our show. <laughs> I um, love it. I love it. Yeah, I I think it also that kind of leads into the I've heard it both ways gag. I feel like that's like it sort of becomes that a little bit where they become very focused on just like the very specific pronunciation mm-hmm. and name of words and stuff. Yep, um, lends itself to a lot of good gags. Yeah. Well, we should probably, I think, uh, oh, let's um, quick Gus Gush, and then we go get our uh, rankings in. What was yeah. your Gus Gush of the, of the week? Uh, for me, I think it's a, it's a little one. I think it's a small moment. I think it is the um, man who wears many hats doesn't like his haircut. <laughs> very good. Because very good. what a crazy thing to say. And, it, like, it makes sense, but it also means nothing. <laughs> like, it's yep. just it's perfectly Gus. It's perfectly it Gus. is it encapsulates Gus so well. I'll go I, I think uh it's it's a weird one. It, it is also another little one, but it's it, Gus hates when people say bingo when they mean correct, <laughs> which I thought was just like kind of weird, but also very Gus. Like he would dislike that some for no reason just like that someone would say bingo and then Sean tries to throw a bunch of other like uh, board game terms at him <laughs> see if those will stick hell yeah but just a little like the way they uh, are able to pepper in parts of his personality and uh it kind of comes together in a whole like kind of weird fringe type of person i just i love it but yeah. that was not a gus heavy episode though so, no i yeah. and I, I will say my favorite gus moment of the episode was absolutely when he trying to be like sexy and cool while talking to their potential client, mm-hmm. sits on the desk right, like right in front of her in yeah. a very uncomfortable way, and it was just like, yeah, this dude has no clue. Like he saw somebody be cool in a movie once and thought that that's how he would do it, <laughs> like thirty um, years ago. Yeah, yeah no, like like like, like, like a nineteen forties movie. Like like he just he, it just. But I think all all of us are saying the same thing, which is like these Gus building moments, like like yeah. getting more of the character through interactions like that than than through plot devices alone. 
I will say, watershed moment. First time we have uh, had differing Gus gushes. Oh, yeah, that's true. We that usually... is true. Took four you... eps. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Gotta love that Gus, though. Yeah. I'm sure they'll only get more like, as as the time goes on. Who knows? Right, it becomes more and more the, a part of the show, I think. that. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. So, too, will our favorite moments. <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. <laughs> All right. Let's go with um, we got our pineapple ranking. We spotted the pineapple, but now we have to rank out of pineapples. Yeah. And that's the third box we have to check because otherwise listeners will be going nuts. That we didn't yeah. oh. oh, my God. The fans are going to be, be just so like mad. absolutely just screaming at us in the <laughs> earwolf forums. I don't know. They Probably. will they will break their own recording equipment. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to who wants to go? Reeks, you never get to go first. Why don't you go first? No, you're right. I don't. I, you're, that's true. Um, okay, I will. I will go. I, I like this episode. There are a couple things that. Um, yeah, like the the using use of the death sergeant again. I didn't love. Just um, you guys hit all those points on the head. Uh, but overall, I liked. You know, it's just another one where it's like I just—it's a solid psych episode. Like I, mm. there's I can't only I can only pick like maybe one or two things. I'm like, eh. But overall, I mean, I'm always entertained. I'm always just you know, and especially with these first season ones where I don't remember them a lot. So on rewatch again, it is a nice little you know surprise because these are the ones I think I've watched um, earliest in my psych mm. career. But I think I'm gonna go. Um, I think I'm going to go like six, six and a half pineapples. Okay. That's still a lot of pineapples. Yeah. George, George, how are you feeling about this episode? That's like, that's like at least two days servings worth of pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> um, so many pineapple milkshakes. I think, <laughs> um, I think that this app is fine. I think that the death sergeant thing rubs me the wrong way. And mm-hmm. I think that, Beyond the fun bank robber scene, I don't really love this set of villains. I, like Raylene is kind of whatever. She like her whole thing is the swerve where she becomes the villain. Yeah, and her husband is whatever. When he shows up, that he's alive, you're just like, okay, that's fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give this a four and a half pineapple. Wow. 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 I know. Wow. I think I'm that's sorry, our lowest but... score. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Episode. Definitely. Respectable though. I mean, just the fact that you were able to give the score. It's a pretty, it's, I mean, it's a failing grade for the episode. <laughs> it's a 45 <laughs> yeah. out of 100. Apologies. I, don't apologize. I want you to say what you, we, we this is going to happen. I feel like yeah. with this, the show where we're gonna, we're more over the, you know, different sides of the fence yeah yeah i i definitely i agree uh with a lot of what george is saying i i I think that i i enjoyed it more i I think that the high points were funnier to me but i don't i mean in terms of like the narrative the 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 plot itself i think it was hot nonsense and it just like (laughs) there were no stakes and there was no like oh i'm surprised he's alive actually i didn't care (laughs) who cares like um but they, I did think like the funny moments were some of the funniest. The, the, the fingers, the how many fingers am I holding up? And, and the, the, the third time with Gus just sitting there being like, what the hell, this guy's a dumbass. Like, he's really good. It really, so a little bit higher, but not much. I, I think I'm going to land on a six and a half pineapples on this one. Six and a half. There you yep. go. 
Nice. Uh, All right. I mean, well, that's hey, I, I respect it. I think six and a half is a good score as well. And maybe I'm being overly critical, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't think you are. I think you made a lot of good points that wanted made me want to change my score a little oh, bit. Shit. But mm-hmm. I don't know it's if we're allowed to do that. Set in stone. Just it kidding. No, sorry, no, I, sorry, I, it's already recorded. Um, it is I'm, set in stone. I am going to backpedal that a little bit, though, because I'm sure that as we go along, we'll listen to people's arguments and, and be persuaded or perhaps even become more uh, certain of our own thoughts yep. that disagree. So I, I think you I, should be able to go back and amend your score. I certainly, I, I was aimed, I was thinking I was going to rate this a lot higher than I did. And then you guys made some really good points and convinced me like, no, I needed to dock a little bit. Yeah. Only, I mean, I, how about this? Only the person who goes first can amend their score. All right. That's well, a Riggs, good rule. Riggs, you want to, you want to uh, amend your score then? Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it. George made some um, convincing points about the about the show about the episode the show. God. <laughs> um, but so enough to worth it's at least worth half a pineapple. So I'm gonna go down to six. All six right. pineapples, a solid okay. D. Still passing. Respect it. <laughs> Still that's respectable passing. too. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's going to do it for episode four. We heard about Pluto. Um, real quick, we'll go around and uh, plug our Twitters and whatnot. I'm Riggs815 on Twitter and Twitch. Catch me on Happy Hour with Riggs every Wednesday at 6, right before JP's show, Family Dinner with JP. And I am at JP underscore pumpkin any. Good luck spelling that. And you can catch me on the Twitter and the Twitch that way. Um, please check me out Wednesday night, 7 o'clock correct time, which is central time uh, for family dinner with JP. And uh, I know, I know. Hey, when I move back to the East Coast, uh, that'll be correct time. That's East, uh, East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, please, if you like this podcast, um, you really should check out Friendsman. It's a podcast I do with my buddy Nate Kylie. Um, where we are just rewatching the show Friends and kind of talking about it from a modern perspective. Heck yeah. Uh, I have another show too. It's called The Best Little Horror House in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guests at least. It's a lot of fun. Uh, guests come on. Uh, they tell me what they think is the best horror movie ever made for the duration of the show. I agree with them that it is the best. And we have a real nice time talking about the movie's context and like the where it sits in the cultural history, uh, and uh, we break down the plot and the themes and all the stuff that we like, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So check that out, uh, Little Horror PHL on Twitter. Absolutely it's, banger podcast. Yeah, if you like you, horror movies, you. it's a must listen. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So thank you, JP. It is a must listen, must subscribe, must review mm-hmm. for both of their shows. So yes, check that out. And this and- one. <laughs> this yeah, one too don't forget, yeah. to, don't forget to subscribe and uh in review us on, yeah. on whatever apple podcasts it'll be apple po- yeah apple podcasts and all like the you know the platform whatever platform you're listening to this on just rate us and review us and be nice too because it is this is a good show yeah and we are just you know you don't even have to watch the episode of psych to know what's going on if you listen to yeah, this so because we're covering it we got it okay Nailing it so honestly, we're saving you time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, send us any questions or anything you want us to talk about or any uh, you know thoughts you have on the show. We'll be happy to read them on air. But until then, we'll see you next week for episode five of Psych. This is We Heard About Pluto. We'll see ya. Smooches. Bye.